At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v It is time to elevate your live betting game. Introducing PointsBet's new exclusive feature, Live Same Game Parlay for NBA. NBA Live Same Game Parlay can only be found on PointsBet instantly. Build the perfect Live Same Game Parlay throughout the game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your best life. And download the Point Spread app today or use the code VEASAN2K to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. If you have a gambling problem, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In New York, terms and conditions do apply. Void where prohibited. Uh, must be 21 or older. Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans, right here. Follow the money on VEASAN. And Matt, I... I Posted this yesterday because I was shopping around here at Circa and some other places here in Las Vegas. I got trapped. I look up. I see what I think is a pretty good number on my Dallas Cowboys to win the end. I didn't go crazy. I didn't say to win the Super Bowl. I said to win the NFC. Because, look, Aaron Rodgers, he gone. Right? He's going to go to Denver. That's what I'm forecasting here. Maybe I get lucky. Maybe Russell Wilson gets traded out of the conference. Who knows? Tom Brady. Bye-bye. Matt Stafford, you scared of him? You scared of the Rams at 11 1 next Brady's year? Brady's going to be in San Francisco. Stop it. They're going to have Trey Lance in San Francisco, right? I'm not scared of that kid. So I took the Cowboys. I took the bait. I bought them at 6 to 1 to win the NFC. I tweeted it out 6 to 1. 6 to 1? To win the NFC. Okay. So uh, 6 to 1 to win a, a playoff game? Then I tweeted it out. <laughs> and Sean King. Co-host of the Nightcap with Tim Murray. He just put the laughing emojis at me. Uh-huh. And I was like, come on, this is the year. This is the-. But, you know, if you really do and you try to take bias out of it, which is hard to do for me with this team. And I know the 14-1 with the Super Bowl. I don't like that wager because I think the AFC is going to be loaded. Whoever comes out of the NFC uh-huh. next year is going to be the underdog. I'm going to tell you that right now. The AFC will be favored in the Super Bowl over the NFC. Period. So when I look at the NFC, I go, where's the value? It's to win the conference. Okay? So to me, trying to be unbiased, I like the Cowboys' chances to win the conference. Well, one thing about the NFC, it's, it is going to be a little bit watered down, especially if Aaron Rodgers gets traded to Denver. But we have right now, it looks like the Packers are going to do everything they can to hold on to him and keep that relationship alive. But, yeah, you don't have to deal with Tom Brady, we don't think. No. Unless he ends up in San Francisco. Uh, 
as of right now, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, we don't know what's going to happen. We do not. The Saints uh, don't really figure prominently in the uh, playoff picture because we don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be like. I'm not going to count out the Cowboys, but I wouldn't make that bet right now. But at 6-1, to one, you got to wait 11 months to, to cash your ticket if uh, the Cowboys do get there for the first time in 25 years. It'll be in my pending wagers for about 11 months. I, did, I took another one, too. Did you man. bet that on the app? I did. Well, see, I won't make bets like that on the app. Why you not? Know why? Because every time you log in, you got to see that annoying bet pending for the next 11 months. Let me tell you the most annoying part about that is I took one on the, the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. And when they lost in that tragic 13 seconds in Arrowhead, uh-huh. it stayed in my, like, just, just <laughs> take it out. I lost the wager. It's over. Right. Take it out. Until i got to be reminded graded, of it. It stays in there. If if, I, if you're going to make a bet like that, bet it down here at the book. So you can walk up right now. You can put it in the bet. There's nobody in throw line. At, throw out your ticket. Throw, put the ticket in your cabinet or your drawer at home. You don't have to look at it every day. Kind of uh, good advice. It's just t- I think it's tough to uh, make bets like that. Unless you feel like you're getting a lot of value in a number. To wait 11 months to cash a ticket. I but know. I think for you, this is more of an emotional bet because you're a Cowboys fan. You love Dak Prescott. I do. Super you just want to. Put your money where your heart is. That's exactly what I did. I took another play. I'm going to guess you did not. That was not a big bet. No, it was not. Very small. I took another small bet on. um, I love the Buffalo Bills next year to win the Super Bowl. They're the shortest sides to win, I believe, eight to one. You're not alone. Somebody at the South Point bet the Bills to win the Super Bowl. 20 grand, I believe, they put on it. I did not wager that. Jimmy Vaccaro uh, tweeted out the ticket yesterday. I I knew the Bills were going to be a hot team on the Super Bowl futures board. There's no question about it, there's no mystery. Uh, but Jimmy tweeted out to take $20,000 at 8-1 to one odds on the Bills uh, to win the Super Bowl. I took a smaller play on a team that I personally don't like their head coach. But, and there's the ticket for the Bills, 25000 25000 to win 200000 Is well, that your bet, Dave? It's not my okay. bet. It's not my money out there. I took a much smaller wager, people, on a team that I've been very critical of their head coach. Boy genius, point. <clears throat> 2.0 down there. And that's Brandon Staley in the Chargers to oh. win the AFC. Now I got him at, uh, what did I get him at? About uh, 12 to 1 to win the conference. Okay, not bad. Because I look at the team. The team, they've got to miss the playoffs last year. No way they should have missed the playoffs last year. They're not going to miss the postseason next year unless, as long as Justin Herbert <laughs> is healthy. So they're going to be in the dance. I'm going to have a shot at this ticket, Matt. Now, the problem is, is the head coach. He's the guy holding them back right now. You think so? I think he's going to. A lot of the analytics, advanced analytics guys, he's cutting edge. He's cutting edge, and they missed the playoffs because of his cutting edge technology. So I think he's going to learn from that. And I know that Sean McVay, we talked about it yesterday in the show, I think it's rightful criticism. Guys like Mitch and Paulie were very critical. One in spite of Sean McVay. They won. And I think you have to blend the two. And the people that I don't trust in the world are people that are one way only. And they can't see the other side, and they can't figure out a way to, in any walk of life, but they can't figure out that there's some middle ground. So I think that Brandon Staley is going to learn, Brandon Staley, from his mistakes of a year ago. Realize that sometimes taking the three, take the points, I'm going to get that shirt printed, is not the worst thing to do, especially early in a football game. Because you can't really, look, momentum, that's a real thing. So I think Brandon Staley is going to be a better head coach in year two. And because of that and the talent they have, the talent's undeniable on that football team. The roster is, 
is constructed. Well, to- I think the defense has a long way to go too because uh, there there were plenty of holes in that Chargers defense. But I agree with fundamentally with what you're saying. Right. I don't want to get into the Brandon Staley analytics nope. discussion right now, but <clears throat> there were some moves he made he got criticized for that I thought were the right moves. Yep. There were some moves he made he got criticized for that were definitely, in my opinion, the wrong moves, and uh, the risk outweighed the reward yes. in those situations. But Here's the thing about the Chargers. You go back 15 years, okay. Philip Rivers' early years when he took over as quarterback after Drew Brees went to New Orleans. It seems like the Chargers are a, a hot team with the Sharps almost every offseason. And you look at it, and you see one of the most talented rosters in the NFL, a good quarterback. It looks like you're getting value on the odds board. And then for some reason, the, the Chargers are a snake-bit team with injuries. They find ways to lose games. And the wheels fall off at some point. <clears throat> but I think you're right that a lot of Sharps are going to like the Chargers. And maybe the you know betting public jumps on board with the Chargers too. Because you don't want to bet one of the favorites, even though the Bills are going to be heavily bet by a lot of people. You're going to look down the list a little bit. Who could be a surprising team? What? And the Chargers are going to be one of those teams to jump out, I think, to a lot of people. So the Chargers... We'll, we'll draw a, a fair amount of action on this board. I'm not sure about the Broncos. Everybody's kind of waiting to see. And with each passing day, it seems almost more likely that Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay, which none of us really thought was going to happen when the Packers bowed out in the playoffs so early. But I will challenge one thing. You said you guaranteed that the AFC team was going to be the favorite in the Super Bowl. Yes. So if both teams you bet get to the Super Bowl, the Cowboys and the Chargers – I think the Cowboys would be the favorites. Well, that's because right now the Cowboys are around fourteen to one. The Chargers are twenty to one. So the Cowboys would probably be slight favorites over the Chargers. Well, that's because they're all things considered. Because everybody bets the Cowboys. That's just because they're a public team. But so I would. I look. I just give me that scenario. Give me that scenario. You would love that. I would absolutely love that. And then we'll figure out a way to hedge when we get to Super Sunday next year. But you're right. Okay, there is there is a scenario. But if I had to wager right now, which team would be favored? Because it just feels like the power is going to lie in the AFC overall. That that I think the 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 balance. Okay, like normally you can go. There's some meaty teams in the NFC. Maybe they're top heavy. That could be the case next uh, year. I, I just think, man, to get to the postseason in the AFC and run the gauntlet. That's why I'm still stunned that the Bengals were able to do it with the Bills and the. But they got lucky in the draw and that the Bills and Chiefs had to play right. in the de facto AFC title game the week before. And it felt like maybe the Chiefs just ran out of gas in that second half from everything that was taken out of them a week before. So let's see. You never know how the playoff matchups are going to work out, but the AFC is just loaded for bear. There's just no doubt in my mind, especially if Aaron goes to Denver, that conference is going to be sick next year. So that's why I would say. Well, if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, the AFC West would be the best division in football. I, look, that's why when you start to project which conference Chiefs, you might want Chargers, to bet. Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, think oh about that. God. You could get three out of that division. Well, yeah, I think you'd get all three possibly in that division to make the postseason. A couple wild card teams. That's why I would play and look for the better value in the NFC. And I do think right now because the Cowboys, because everybody bets on public team, I do think this might be the best number that you get. Hey, right one now. more time. Throw up the MVP odds. Dave, I want you, uh, since you're into these futures bets right yes. now, I want you to make one bet on the NFL MVP board for next season. Who do you take? Right there, we see the odds from Bet Rivers. Josh Allen, the 5-1 to favorite. Mahomes, 6-1. to Aaron Rodgers, 7-1. to What's your bet, Dave? Herbie the Love Bug at 11-1. to 
I just, Justin Herbert, okay. right? Just the way the kid can spin it. Um, you know, no weakness. I don't see a whole lot of weaknesses in his game. So to me, I'm going to take the longer shot, and I'm going to go 11 to one with Herbie the Love Bug. I thought you would take Dak Prescott. I know you tried to suck at about me about 15 that. to one. Earlier this week, our winners, our friends at Winners and Winers, provided our listeners a free parlay for their red-hot expert handicapper, Scott Steen. Congratulations to everybody who cashed in. For those who missed out, don't worry. Scott's prepared another hot parlay for tonight just for our listeners. The best part? Still free. No strings, no BS, just another winning parlay on the house. Just text VC to area code 320-350-3500. That's VC to area code 320 320-350- 3,500. Win some, lose some. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Some Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, that was a good one, Dave. Luckily, <laughs> that was you. off the air. Win Some, <laughs> Michigan Wolverines opened six, six and a half point dogs in Iowa City. They closed plus five, sharp money on the right side. The dog side, Wolverines won 84-79 on the road in the Big Ten last night. Musa Diabate, 28 points. His career high was 15 previous to last night's game. Hunter Dickinson, 14, nine rebounds and seven assists. So a big win for the Wolverines on the road. Looks like they're getting things turned in the right direction. Oregon State's hopeless, uh, but Beavers got a cover. They got in the back door. Open 26-point dogs, close 23-and-a-half. No reason for uh, the Cats to run up to score. And Tommy Lloyd caught off, called off the dogs. The Beavers covered in an 83-69 loss at Arizona last night. So win some on uh, college hoops with uh, Michigan and Oregon State. Mm-hmm. And NHL, uh, just a little move here. Oilers went from 205 here at Circa to close 225 at most spots. Edmonton drilled Anaheim seven to three. Seven goals last night for the Oilers. Let's go to lose some. Defending champion Milwaukee Bucks took a little bit of public action last night. Mm-hmm. Opened six point favorites, closed minus six and a half. And uh, Milwaukee upset 123 120 by the Sixers 
And Joel Embiid, who had 42 points, 14 rebounds. The Greek freak did his part for the Bucks. 32-11-9 and last night. Good call by Aaron Renning when he was on the show with us yesterday. He said, play the Sixers yes. off that embarrassing uh, loss. And uh, they get the job done, cash a ticket as uh, road dogs. I heard Joel Embiid himself say, uh, basically, that if he's – it was weird hearing it uh-huh. from Joel – that if he stays healthy, he's going to be the MVP. I actually agree with him. Okay. Right? Like, if you watch some of that game, which I did, he just didn't matter. Put, put Giannis on him. Doesn't matter. You want to he'll knock down a three. He'll yeah. go in the low post. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants out there in the court, which is amazing if you remember him from Kansas in the maturation of his offensive game. I never saw huh. this coming from yeah. him. Right? I didn't think he was going to be this good offensively. But I think, I think he's right, though, Matt, that if you've got a ticket on Joel Embiid, the only thing you have to really worry about – his injury, which is a big concern because he does te- technically and tend to get injured down the stretch. But yeah. if he stays healthy, I think he's going to catch that MVP ticket. NBA heads to the All-Star break this weekend. You're right about Embiid. He's probably going to be MVP if he stays healthy. Uh, I'd like to see DeMar DeRozan make a big I run. Too. But uh, he's a long shot, still a long shot at this point. Also, last night, lose some. The Rockets-Clippers game, and this is the total. It was bet down from 229 to 227.5. Again, a very small move, but the Clips take down the Rockets 142 to 111, so it lands on 253. Mm-hmm. And here's the story of the game. Luke Kennard of the Clippers, 8 for 9 from three-point range, 25 points. The Clips as a team, 18 for 35 from three. You know, you remember Eight for him. Eight nine, Luke Kennard. Lefty. Wow. Le- lefty shooters, it, it, it doesn't always look prettier coming out of their hand. It did. It did. We thought he was going to be a star coming out of Duke. It's he's, he's just a he's a role player. But those role players get hot. He was on fire last night. Well, if you got a guy who can shoot like that, he's valuable. Oregon Ducks needed uh, a few guys like that oh, last no. night. They, they looked awful. It's been an ugly week for the Ducks. Uh, they opened four-point favorites. Close minus five in Tempe last night. Mm. Ducks blown out 81-57 to by Arizona State. So Bobby Hurley's got a couple of good wins. It's been a lost season for the Sun Devils, but Hurley has wins over UCLA and Oregon here in the uh, – past couple weeks heading to the Pac-12 tournament. Could Arizona State be a hot team in the Pac-12? Well, think. you said it yesterday, though, that Bobby Hurley's got his guys playing hard, at least. They, they are playing hard. That's one thing. You can tell whether or not a guy can coach by when the season goes south, spirals in the wrong direction, is the team still playing hard? And uh, Arizona State obviously is. I don't, I'm not crazy about Bobby Hurley as a coach, but I don't think he's that bad. Was he a, was it Woj, uh, Steve Woj, Wojciechowski? Uh, was he the first guy to slap the floor, or was that a Hurley thing first to do? Remember, the, they would always slap the floor, and when it get, got tight, you'd come down the court and try to get a stop. Was that a Hurley thing or a Wojo thing? I think Hurley did that before Wojo. I think. And then they just carried on to other point guards at Duke. Uh, so that, I believe, would be win some and lose some for the night, correct? Yeah, win some, lose some. Presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook login each Friday. Get a 20% profit boost on the NHL. Learn more about this at BetRivers.com. We're going to have uh, Steve Palazzolo join us here in, in a few minutes to talk about some of the free agents we see across the NFL landscape. It is Football Friday here at uh, Follow the Money. I, I want to just very quickly touch on a couple guys with you. And the one that really jumps out to me, because, of course, we always talk about quarterbacks. It is Jameis Winston, and he is a free agent. And we know now that Sean Payton is gone in Nolens. Now, obviously, Dennis Allen, they have familiarity. 
I, I wonder if they are apt to bring him back in New Orleans. I think the Trevor Simeon thing didn't exactly work out. We don't know mm-hmm. about Taysom Hill. He's under contract there. I don't know if they want to go with Taysom Hill as the you know QB1 for every down. Is Jameis Winston, in your eyes, a starting quarterback of the 32 teams in the NFL? And they go, yeah, I, not, I, not like the musical chairs ends and I'm stuck with Jameis, but somebody covets Jameis Winston as a starting quarterback. Well, the question is going to be about the injury, too, whether he's ready to go week one. You need a quarterback who goes through offseason activities and, and camp. He's going to be in a new offense, so he needs time to get acclimated to the offense, right? You're not mm-hmm. just going to not practice uh, with the team in the offseason while rehabbing an injury and step in and be the week one starter. So that's going to complicate the issue a little bit for Jameis Winston. But why not the Saints? Go back. Just stay there. I think the Saints should want Jameis Winston back as a quarterback. Uh, I thought he played well. He had some good games early in the season before the injury. Mm -hmm. Do you really want to go with Taysom Hill as your quarterback? So Dennis Allen is going to have to make this decision who's our quarterback. Now that Sean Payton's gone – uh, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill was uh, Sean Payton's pet project. I don't know if anybody really believes in that building that Taysom Hill is going to be a franchise type quarterback. I like him a lot as a utility type of player. I'm not sure he's accurate enough to be uh, a quarterback you can win with and get to the playoffs with. Well, so see- why not Jameis Winston as a free agent going back to the Saints? I would think that makes the most sense. But yeah, there's going to be teams that could cover him, no question. They're so many weak quarterbacks in the NFL, but he might have to take a job somewhere as a number two to start off. Let's go deep in the woods there, Rick, because <laughs> Pete Carmichael Jr. is still the OC right now in New Orleans. Now, let's be honest about this. Sean Payton was the offensive guru in New Orleans. He's calling like this isn't a enemy Andy Reid thing. This is Sean Payton in New Orleans. Right? So Sean Payton was dialing up that stuff for Taysom Hill to bring him in. So now, when I look at Carmichael, and I, I don't know Dennis Allen, how hands-on he's going to be with the offense. He's a defensive coach. So if you're Carmichael Jr., it feels like it almost rests on him to say, yeah, 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 I want Jameis Winston to run my offense. And I don't know that that's going to be the case because I have no idea what this offense is going to look like without Sean Payton because all we've known forever in the Big Easy is Sean Payton's offense. Now you're going to have a different guy there that's really going to have his – you know, handprint on that offense for the first time in almost two decades in New Orleans. That's going to be the tricky part here. So does Pete Carmichael Jr. have the cachet to go to new coach Dennis Allen, to go to Tom Benson? And it, Well, not Tom Benson. <laughs> Tom, that, that would be a miracle if we brought Tom back. That's a good one, Dave. But the, the wife of Tom Benson, <laughs> the late Tom Benson, if you went there and said, I want to bring in X quarterback uh-huh. to run my offense. That's really going to be the question, or if they settle on Jameis to come back. <laughs> There's some big name receivers on this uh, free agent offense list. Devontae Adams is going to be the headliner. And obviously, you know, you can watch this ESPN show in the morning every day and all they talk about is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And uh, that's it's going to be a huge deal whether or not Devontae Adams goes back to Green Bay because Rodgers, you would think, doesn't want to stick around unless the Packers can find enough money to re sign Devontae Adams. But beyond that, Chris Godwin, who was injured for the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. Allen Robinson. Mike Williams, Michael Gallup, OBJ. You got some uh, impact wide receivers on that list. On on the defensive side, when you look at free agents, Von Miller, Chandler Jones, you're always trying to find pass rushers. I think Teron Matthews is one of the most valuable defensive players in the NFL. Uh, 
it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. Stephon Gilmore at corner. I don't really think that highly of J- Jadavian Clowney. I think he's been an overrated player for mm. quite a while. Uh, anyway, but you, there are some impact defensive players on that list. Dave, we got to wrap it up with horse racing. Oh. First bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Now, here are today's top horse racing plays from Express Bet analyst Jeff Siegel. Write these down. Okay. Siegel's a very good horse capper. Might even be better than you and Tim Doyle. I'm a terrible horse capper. <clears throat> Tim, Tim, Tim is, he's okay. <laughs> at Gulfstream Park in the fourth race, Jeff likes number six. Spirit Wind at four to one odds. And at Santa Anita in the fourth race, he likes number six. Princess Alexis on top at four to one. You can bet these races and more using First Bet, the preferred horse betting app of VSIN. Sign up for the First Bet app. Using the code VEGAS1000 for an instant $10 free bet plus up to a $1,000 bonus. Go to vcin.com slash horses for details. vcin.com slash horses. We'll be back, Steve Palazzolo, next right here. Follow the money on vcin, the sports betting network. Follow the money on vcin, the sports betting network. DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, including blackjack, roulette, slots, plus live dealer table games. And just this week, the DraftKings Casino has paid out some huge win. A player bet $6 and won nearly $18,000 on Book of the Sphinx. Another bet 2 bucks and won over eight grand on Dazzle Me Megaways. A different big winner bet $1 at $1 and won 10000 on cash eruption. And you download the DraftKings Casino app today. New customers can claim a deposit bonus up to $2,000. Plus, DraftKings is starting you off with up to $50 in free credits just for signing up. So download the DraftKings Casino app and use the code VEASAN to claim this offer. Must be 21 or older for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. Dave Ross, alongside Matt Humans, follow the money right here on VEASAN. Steve Palazzolo is going to join us right now from Pro Football Focus. And the headquarters are in Cincinnati, Matt. And we were talking to Steve in the break here. And, Steve, I was just wondering, boy, collectively as a city, Cincinnati, the Bengals, the recap of the Super Bowl there, uh, what a great run. How is the city today of Cincinnati, Steve, coming oh so close to getting their first ever Super Bowl championship? Oh, man, they, it went from all sorts of hope and excitement. You know, people were just happy with the playoff win a few weeks ago, but I think as they got close, it's like, all right, let's go get this <laughs> Super Bowl. And I think there, now there's a little bit of disappointment. It might take a little time. And there's a whole lot of people. I'm sure I'm sure every Bengals fan is just over at PFF.com looking at our offensive line free agent rankings and draft <laughs> rankings because that's where their head is at right now. How are we going to protect Joe Burrow? But overall, an optimistic you know, group of Bengals fans because of how great the season ended up going. Steve, uh, what jumped out to you when you graded the performances from the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow, and other key personnel groups? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was the Bengals offensive line and, and the Rams pass rush. You know, Von Miller was awesome too. And you know, everybody knows what Aaron Donald did. Uh, you know, everybody up front for the Rams just dominated. And it was so one-sided. And then the Rams offensive line did a great job too. You know, they were excellent in pass protection. There was the one sack where, you know, Cam Akers kind of tackled his own tackle, Andrew Whitworth. Yeah. But uh, other than that, you know, the, the Rams, the Rams just won in the trenches. And I think Stafford's going to get a lot of credit and he made the big throws down the stretch. But I think this game was won because of just lopsided 
outcomes in the in the trenches. Rams defensive line, Rams offensive line, really dominating both sides of the ball. You know, Steve, it's interesting too because if you go back and, and obviously when you watch Pro Football Focus and the grades come up during games now, how it's really impacted the way people uh, view the game here. The Bengals' offensive line. I heard Zach Taylor try to defend them publicly, saying, "Hey, basically, we did our best. It's it's not what people think." When you do get into the numbers, and you mentioned it there that it is the week week, is there help free agency wise for the Bengals to say this is a quick fix, or do you think it's problematic for the Bengals looking forward to next season? No, I think you can. I think you can overhaul a line. I mean, first off, they had a backup right tackle, a backup right guard in there. Aaron Donald's unblockable. Donald does that to everybody. You know, I mean, so it, it it wasn't unique to the Bengals that the Rams dominated them up front. But as far as turning it around, I think they could look to what the Chargers did last year. The Chargers needed to fix about four spots, and they did it. You know, free agency with center Corey Lindsley. They got a, a mid-tier free agent in Matt Filer to play guard. They spent their first-round pick on Rayshon Slater at left tackle. I think that's the type of overhaul you're looking at for the Bengals, right? You find find a versatile mid-tier free agent, maybe spend a lot of money on one, whether it's a Brandon Scherf at guard or, uh, you know, who knows if Teron Armstead at left tackle, mm-hmm. you know, the Saints left tackle, if he even makes it there. But I think there could be a splash move, a mid-tier move, and a draft pick or two. And all of a sudden, uh, you just, you don't need a dominant offensive line. You just need one that's not going to get crushed <laughs> against a good defensive line. And that's, that's the step forward the Bengals really need to make this offseason. Steve Palazzolo with us, Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Steve, right? Uh, the Steelers also need to improve their offensive line in that division. Uh, which way do you think Pittsburgh might go at quarterback, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I think they're in a tough spot because they never really had a successor to Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think it, it's tricky with this draft. I know, you know the Steelers are not shy about letting people know who they love in the draft. Last year, everybody knew they loved Najee Harris. It seems like everybody knows they love Malik Willis, the, line, the quarterback out of Liberty. Uh, he's got the most tantalizing tools out of all the quarterbacks in this draft. Cannon for an arm, incredible mobility. Uh, so I could see them you know, making a move for Willis, given what we knew, what we heard about the Steelers' love for him coming out of the senior bowl. I think also you just you grab a guy in free agency uh, or perhaps a low-level trade. But like uh, Marcus Mariota always comes to mind for me as a guy that you can at least plug him in. And could he go out there and play better than Big Ben this year? Absolutely. <laughs> and all of a sudden the Steelers are still, uh, still a, play- a playoff-caliber team-ish. Uh, but Jameis Winston I think is intriguing. You know, he's getting a little buzz in Pittsburgh. So I think you, you grab a bridge quarterback and then evaluate all those draft quarterbacks. And if the right guy falls, you look for that that next guy with one of those four or five first round caliber quarterbacks. See Dave Ross, you ask about Jameis Winston. Oh. He might be a fit in Pittsburgh. That's that's. Uh, I didn't see that happening, but it, it's a possibility. I mean, there were so <laughs> many puzzle pieces at the quarterback position that we don't know where they're going to fit this off season. Steve, what do you think uh, is happening in Arizona with uh, mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, and the Cardinals? I'm almost a little too old to really analyze Instagram. I think I'm on that cusp of, I don't know what it means when Kyler Murray scrubs his Instagram of Arizona. I think my big question is who, who was in charge of Arizona's Instagram account and came back and said, okay, here's the play. We're going to, we're going to scrub our Kyler Murray stuff other than two pictures. Cause I guess that was their, that was their rebuttal. But um, I think, I think what you're seeing is the players are starting to realize they have a little bit more power. It makes it tricky on decision makers. So when when QBs 
want to move somewhere else or get their contract or whatever it is, they can, they've got a little bit more power than they had previously. And I think that's where Kyler is, you know, you, you show appreciation in the NFL through, uh, through contracts, through big money. And I think that's just, Kyler wants to get re-upped and feel appreciated. And I think this might be the, the, uh, the young millennial way of doing that. I don't know. Um, so it's, uh, I'm, I'm sure it gets resolved, but it, it's obviously making some kind of point that Kyler uh, wants to be appreciated by the Cardinals. And uh, I assume that they'll get it sorted out, but it's tricky because you spend so much time looking for that top eight caliber quarterback. The Cardinals have it. And if Kyler truly wants out, you know, then they'd have to start over. So uh, I think they'll sort it out though in Arizona. I was going to ask you, do you grade him as a top 10 quarterback right now? Yeah, this past year he was. Um, obviously, things didn't finish great in the playoffs. I thought, you know, he turned the ball over a few times. There were some ugly plays in there. But his progression, you know, Kyler going from, you know, pretty good to just very good this season, the run threat that he adds. But he also expanded, you know, his his versatility as a passer, started attacking the intermediate level of the field and was just much better throwing the ball down the field. I thought him and Cliff Kingsbury, that entire offense, just took a big step forward this year. So, they should keep going. It's, it's unfortunate that the way that Arizona season has gone though, the last couple of years is they dropped off at the end. But if you look at it in totality, they're still moving in the right direction. And, and we saw a lot of improvement from Kyler this season. Steve, I'll just tell you this very shortly. Uh, it is a big deal. When you scrub off the IG, I've been in some bad relationships. There is trouble <laughs> of brewing in Arizona. Uh, you know, I look at this uh, free agent class, so Steve, and again, we mentioned Jameis Winston as the notable quarterback as a free agent, but wide receiver wise here, when you got Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson and Mike Williams and Michael Gallup, OBJ, we know about that knee situation here. Do you see a lot of uh, changing places? And, and which one do you think will be the most coveted if Devontae gets uh, slapped with a tag in Green Bay? Yeah, I, mean, I am expecting that from Devontae. So he, I, he probably doesn't see the light of day as far as free agency goes. I'm intrigued by Allen Robinson uh, and Chris Godwin. I know Godwin's coming off the injury, but... Uh, Robinson's never still to this point really had good quarterback play dating back to college, dating back to high school, never really had a great quarterback. So Alan Robinson being out there and maybe being able to hit him pick where he goes and find a good quarterback. Mike Williams is really good as well. Um, I think one of the things to keep an eye on is, is I don't know how much teams are going to look at last year's wide receiver class of Kenny Galladay and, Corey Davis and some of the big money that they made that just didn't pay off. And then, yeah. And then, but you also have this influx of receivers from college and you're getting a lot of good production from first contract receivers. So I don't know if the NFL, if teams really want to break the bank for a top receiver when you're getting so many in the draft. So that'll be interesting to see if these guys, because I think they're extremely valuable, but you're balancing that against what you can get in the draft for a fraction of the price. So um, Alan Robinson's the guy I'm keeping an eye on, though, as a true number one mm. that I think can really rejuvenate his career if he leaves Chicago. Yeah, I can see that. All right, Steve, last 30 seconds. I'm uh, curious also, what do you see, aside from the Packers, the most intriguing team in the NFL as we head to the offseason? Oh, man, I, I guess Seattle with Russell Wilson. It, it might be – It might nothing might happen, you know, with Pete Carroll and his age and everything, but I think Seattle's at this, you know – crossroads of, you know, do you try one more time with Russell Wilson or do you blow it up and rebuild the roster? Because the roster's gotten worse. They 
don't have their first round pick. They don't have a ton of draft capital. So just seeing if Seattle tries to give it one more go for the next couple years with Russell Wilson, I think will be intriguing. I'm right there with you, Steve. Hey, enjoyed the conversation. Uh, enjoy Cincinnati and always great work at Pro Football Focus. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right, when we come back, how about some in-pocket plays that we have for the day? Come on back in this visa in the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. For some in-pocket plays right here on a Friday as we go into the weekend. Matt, let's start off with you. Uh, I think we've got a couple plays you'd like over the weekend. For college. Yeah, I'm going to look at a, a couple of Saturday games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, by the way, went 0-2 last night. So, the four-game winning streak came to a screeching halt. New Mexico was up at the half. And uh, Lobos got the doors blown off by Colorado State at the pit in the second half. And uh, the two guys I was counting on, Jalen House... Jamal Mashburn Jr. combined to shoot two for ten from three. So uh, the Lobos go down and San Jose State, bad bet. I like Tim Miles a lot as a coach, um, but last night the Spartans were no match for the Wolfpack. And these teams played two two nights previous in Reno, and San Jose State led by nine. <clears throat> last night it was two different teams in a totally different game. Mm. Uh, so... A couple of losing dogs in the Mountain West last night. Let's try to get back on track okay. Saturday with a one in the Big 12. Texas, I, I'm going to base these lines off KenPalm.com projections. And uh, Ken Palm's got Texas minus one. I think the line might come a tick higher. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the Chris Beard revenge game. Longhorns got their butt beat in Lubbock on uh, February 1st, 77 to 64. That was a huge game for Texas Tech. You get revenge on Beard for leaving Tech to go to Texas. Now it's Beard's turn to get revenge. And uh, Texas 3-1 and one since that game with wins over Iowa State, Kansas, and Oklahoma. Uh, I'm going to go with the Horns and Chris Beard to uh, bounce back against Texas Tech. And uh, you'll lay one or one, or one and a half. I don't think the line's going to be more than two in that game. Okay. Uh, also in the Mountain West, Colorado State. The Rams are on back-to-back road games. This is a revenge spot. 
The first time these teams met, <clears throat> Colorado State and UNLV, a few weeks ago in Fort Collins, UNLV was a 14, 15 point dog and ran the Rams off the floor. The Rebels won that game 88 to 74. I bet UNLV in that game. I thought 14. I think I grabbed 15. I thought that number was way too high. I didn't expect the Rebels to win. Bryce Hamilton went for 40 plus in that game. In the rematch here, Ken Palm's got Colorado State minus two. I think the line might come a little bit higher. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Colorado State minus three for now. It might even come a little bit higher than that, but I'm willing to lay three if that's where the line opens uh, for the Rams in a conference revenge spot at the Thomas Mack Center on Saturday night. So let's go with uh, two plays for Saturday in college hoops. Texas and uh, Colorado State as short favorites. All right, I'm going to give you my in-pocket plays because I was just kind of scouring for some numbers last mm-hmm. night, and I took those futures, talked about it a little bit on the show. They take the Chargers to win the AFC plus 1250. I love the Buffalo Bills, people. I'm not – that's my – I know my people are going, what? How are you going against the Bills? I just think value right there for that number is there. So I'm kind of trying to get to a hedgeable situation here, hopefully 11 months down the road. Cowboys, same scenario. I don't know that you'll get a better number because the NFC is going to get weakened, I believe, if we read the tea leaves with Aaron Rodgers, if Tom Brady's actually retired. This conference will be wide open. I'm not buying the Rams at 11-1 to repeat as Super Bowl champions. I think it's open there for the taking. So I'm going to take that 6-1 to number. Right now in pocket with the Cowboys. All right, we should mention there, too, that Dave is also a Dallas Cowboys super fan. Just going to say, now i got to look at that in my pending wagers for 11 months. Mm-hmm. Don't let me down, Super Dak. And then to some plays today in the Genesis Invitational. And I'm going to go with Morikawa uh, here. And I, I like his chances, obviously. We both like them pre-flop to win this tournament. Against the X-Man, Shoffley two under yesterday, Morikawa four under, and he bogeyed late in that round. Collins really California kid. I know X-Man as well. I just like Morikawa where he is right now. I think he's going to look at that board and say, hey, I don't know if, uh, you know, Neiman's going to hold on to this thing. So let me go out there, shoot a little three under, be around seven. Shoffley might have to press a little bit today to really get back in it. I'm going to take Morikawa, steady Eddie, to stay at the top of this leaderboard. Sam Burns had a bad day yesterday. Even par. Disappointing. And I think for a guy who's got some pedigree at this course, he's going to go, I can go low. Today's the day to go low. I love Mark Leishman. He's an Australian that now lives in Virginia Beach. In my old neighborhood that I used to ride my bike in growing up, Shadow Long, shout out to Shadow Long 757. Not today, Mark. I'm going with Burns. I'm going to weigh the small number. Sam Burns was a 54-hole leader in this tournament last year. So I think today is the day he gets back on, on the good side in the low numbers. And then Tony Finau. Uh, indifferent day yesterday, two under par. Sergio, you know Sergio? He got off to a great start and then backed up as Sergio has been wont to do. So the small number of minus 105 for Tony. I think Tony feels like I'm not that far out of this thing. Garcia, sometimes he gets to even pars. Like, can I even make the cut? Do I even want to be here? I think you might get the indifferent performance by Serge. And I think Tony Finau is going to try to make sure he's around in, in this thing for the weekend. So those are my in-pocket plays for the day. All right, good luck on those golf matchups. Hopefully we uh, have a winning weekend in the Genesis at Riviera Country Club. We, got, we definitely got some guys in the hunt headed to uh, round two. Daytona is this weekend. Daytona 500, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl of uh, NASCAR. That's the featured uh, column on Point Spread Weekly, the v Digital Magazine this week. Steve Mackinnon's got a bunch of information on that race. Dave, you going to bet it? No. Okay. I, you know, I'm just, I, I, I would be lying, and people that know me know me well, that that's not one of my areas of expertise in handicapping. I would trust Steve Mackinnon's handicap, 
much more than I would mind. So after reading Steve Mackinnon, then maybe I'll play something on that, but certainly not from my own eyeballs that I'll be able to break down who yeah, I, I think is going to come I would up. say stay tuned to VEASAN later today if you want to bet Daytona, pick, uh, read Point Spread Weekly, or try to check out Steve Mackinnon or Wes Reynolds mm-hmm. uh, at some spot on a show today when they break down Daytona. I do not have a bet on Daytona. I wonder if you'll have one before we get I, there. I doubt it. In Pocket is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials posted afternoon Eastern at BetRivers.com. Now, if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has just launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now even in Washington, D.C. with Frank Hanrahan. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Wrapping things up here, follow the money. It's been a fun week here. Uh, filling in for Mitch and Pauly with Matt Humans. I am Dave Ross. We've talked a lot about, on obviously, on Football Friday. We were just talking about some of these big free agents that we have in the NFL to be. We talked a lot about the wide receivers and the offensive players that are out there. We briefly mentioned a couple of the defensive players, Matt. Now, I very quickly want to go over this. And again, when you get to your futures, and I just tried to handicap the Chargers. I look at their roster, and I think it's pretty solid. They'll make some additions here. Do you think Von Miller, after what you saw, and he's a free agent to be, I know they're going to run it back, run it back in L.A. Are they going to sign him to L.A.? Or do you think he's actually going to go somewhere else and try to see if he can get one more payday? Every player wants one more payday. Because he's not going to get it from the Rams. They're going to lowball him. The Rams are going to say, hey, come back. OBJ, come back for a smaller number. Let's, let's do it for camaraderie. I haven't, get the, I haven't given that five seconds of thought. I don't, I don't know Because he, he what's showed going to happen with Von Miller. Well, a couple he, sacks in the Super sure. Bowl, right? He, he, he showed that Von Miller still turning the corner. You get that done. And pass rush, when you look at the available free agents, Chandler Jones, right? Randy Gregory is out there, too, if he can keep his head on straight. But really... We mentioned Davion Clowney doesn't really excite you. I think Von Miller showed he's got something left in the tank. He's he got might something get one, left. Yeah, might get one more. He's deal. got something left. I'm not. I'm not sure. He's not going to really impact the uh, odds on the Chargers if if they had signed him or the Rams. Or he's not a guy who's going to. He's not going to move the number at this point. You know, I asked Steve Palazzolo, the team that intrigued him the most going into the off season. He said the Seahawks, and I think you're really intrigued by the Seahawks too. I'm going to go with the. The team that lost to Von Miller and the Rams in the NFC Championship game. I think the 49ers. Wow. Uh, you know, what are they going to do in free agency? Are they going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo to Tampa Bay? Is Tom Brady serious about trying to manipulate a trade to San Francisco? Do the 49ers, talking about John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, really believe that they can win with Trey Lance at quarterback next season? I think that's a team in the past three years has played in two NFC Championship games, lost the Super Bowl. That the 49ers probably should have won against the Chiefs. That's a team that tre- intrigues me quite a bit. And not just because of the Tom Brady angle right. or the Jimmy Garoppolo trade angle. Uh, I don't believe that Kyle Shanahan really thinks he can win at a high level with Trey Lance, a quarterback, next year. And that's why that's one of the most intriguing teams to me. I'll tell you what, I'll love my Cowboys in pocket play of 6 to 1 in the NFC if they can go out and get a say at J.C. Jackson at corner. A Jesse Bates at safety. If I'm Cincinnati, there's no way I let Jesse Bates leave. And I know Honey Badger is going to get all the run. Tyron Matthew, Kansas City. Jesse Bates is a difference maker uh, in that secondary in Cincinnati. And again, lockdown corner, shutdown guys. I don't know if J.C. Jackson is all that, but he's really good. 
those are the guys to me you could spend good money in free agency. And and really to me, if you're holding those tickets like I am, and I well, you get one of those guys, quiet is kept. Those are the, the signings that right. excite me. Man. Let's talk more football on this show next week. Let's do it. We're gonna be back on Follow the Money next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, correct? We are. Yeah. I want to thank uh, Jeff Davis, Tim Doyle, and Steve Palazzolo for joining us right here. Follow the money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Take the VSIN. Take the VSIN. Take the VSIN. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.